This is Brent Musburger, and here is your VSIN action update. Now, here are the latest lines from my guys in the desert. The 2021 NBA playoffs will feature a play-in tournament. The top six teams from each conference are guaranteed a spot of the playoffs, but teams 7 through 10 will have to engage in the play-in tournament to advance to the playoffs. On Rush Hour with Danny Berg, VSIN senior NBA analyst Jonathan Von Tobel was asked, if the Golden State Warriors can make the playoffs. You know, it depends, I guess, like on the, like how the bracket falls, who their opponents are going to be. And I think they really want like a team like Memphis uh, to beat the Portland Trailblazers so they can get a crack at Portland and their 27th ranked defense, right? That makes it a little bit easier for Steph Curry. And then from a defensive standpoint, you as a team can kind of handle that situation. The Spurs are kind of sliding at this point right now. They lost Derek White, third leading scorer. So the, the path is there. And I would... Like, I think I'd want a little bit more of the plus price on them, but it's very realistic that they make it there, Danny. The problem is, is and this is the issue that I've had with Golden State this entire time, you can't be relying on a single player to do all of your dirty work offensively. You know, he's been playing really well, Steph Curry. But remember that 14-game stretch where he was averaging about 40 points per game. They were still 18th in offensive efficiency during that stretch. And now Kelly Oubre, at least one of the guys who can, like, semi-create his own shot is another offensive valve for them. If he's not going to be on the floor, this team really has nothing outside of Curry. And so in those non-Curry minutes, those are going to be a problem. And even when Curry's out there, he's just going to be taking a load of the action. So the path is there, but realistically, you should be getting more odd. You should be getting more in your favor if you want to bet that. So I don't think there's really much value in it. VSAN Senior NBA Analyst Jonathan Von Tobel on Rush Hour with Danny Burke heard weekdays 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern on VSAN. The odds for the Golden State Warriors to make the playoffs, a yes-no bet, yes plus 108, no minus 137. On My Guys of the Desert with Daniel Bavari and Wes Reynolds, Mike Palm of Circa Sports was asked about the liability in the NHL futures market at Circa. Well, we've seen some, uh, some action now come in, obviously, on Carolina. They've played very well uh, down the stretch here. It looks like they're going to win that division in the southeast. We saw early some... Maple Leaf money uh, backing Toronto in the north there. I told you last week, I think Edmonton has a real good shot to come out of to come out of the north. I like them better than Toronto right now. But, of course, obviously the biggest liability is with our hometown team. Do you, do you uh, anticipate or are the Oilers kind of going to be your St. Louis Blues from a couple years ago, Mike? Because I know you got on them at the right time when they were one of the worst teams in the league. They ran it all the way to the Cup, thanks to uh, Mr. Bennington. Yes. Uh, I hope they can be. I got them at 30 to one, and then last year we got the Stars to the final uh, at 30 to one as well, and we're able to cash their bet, bet back uh, Tampa in the final uh, and made a nice profit off that. Hopefully they can come out of they can come out of the North, obviously get into the final four. Then you've already locked up locked up a profit there. I just think they're playing well right now. Mike Smith is hot. They got that awesome first line, obviously. And, uh, you know, they're going to be tough to deal with. They had kind of a slow start to the year, but they've sort of gotten their legs underneath them right now and are playing as well as anybody up north. Mike Palm of Circa Sports and host of Nuts on V-Sin on My Guys of the Desert with Danielle Alvari and Wes Reynolds. My Guys heard weekdays 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern on V-Sin. Our V-Sin experts are covering all of the betting action for baseball, the NHL, and NBA playoff races. Plus, we're looking at all the golf, tennis, and NASCAR best bets every week. We give you all the tools to increase your sports betting IQ and make the most of every bet, including our 24-7 video coverage, odds and analysis for every game at vcin.com. And you'll get our daily best bets email and point spread weekly. 
Get your 10-day free trial now at vcin.com slash subscribe. With your action update, I'm Mike Senna. Get the latest vcin odds at vsin.com. And remember, cash and tickets is what it's all about. Before you place your next bet, visit vcin.com for all the latest data and powerful betting tools. Start with our live odds, team comparisons, and previews for every game on the schedule. Then dive deeper with live tracking of betting trends and line movements. And don't miss our unique tools, including odds comparisons from sportsbooks across the country, prop bet search engine, and custom parlay calculator. Everything you need to increase your betting knowledge and confidence is at your fingertips. Visit vcin.com today. The spring sports calendar is packed with betting opportunities and our VSIN experts are on top of all the betting action. We're looking at early season baseball trends, what teams are peaking and tanking heading into the NBA and NHL playoffs to give you the betting edge. Cashing tickets is our goal no matter what sport or season and this spring you can count on the VSIN experts to stay on top of every angle. Start your free trial today at vsin.com slash subscribe and put our team to work for you. Welcome into the second hour of betting across America here on VEASAN. Perhaps you're joining us at VEASAN.com. We appreciate that. A very happy Mother's Day to all of the moms and anybody else celebrating the holiday out there. We hope you are enjoying the day. We hope that if you are enjoying sports, that you can take in this entire slate. We hope that if you just want to get people out of your way to have a nice, calm day, that they're going to go and enjoy the sports as well. We're going to give them the tools to do that here from a betting perspective. I'm Adam Candy here at the South Point in Las Vegas. James Salinas joins, of course, from Denver, Colorado. Uh, producer Steph pointed out earlier, James, that although we did not call each other to coordinate this, I think we basically wore the same shirt today. Um, I, I don't know uh, how that happened. Maybe it's one of those things where after you work together long enough, these things just sort of start to randomly occur. But here we are today, uh, both in our uh, pink slash red shirts, ready for uh, ready for a big day. We're like Tiger Woods wearing uh, red on the Sunday. In honor of Mother's Day, Adam, that's where I'm at. There we as go. As soon as I'm done here, I'll, I'm going to cook. I've got a bit. I've got a big party that we're doing today. So excited about that. But we still got other games to talk about. A lot of action going on currently right now as well. We got things cooking right here, right now. In fact, the New York Mets are. I mean, they're in the kitchen. They're whipping things up. They're taking care of their daddy, Jacob Degrom. Uh, two nothing New York Mets in the fourth inning against the Arizona Diamondbacks. They got as far out as minus three fifty favorites in Colorado. They closed here in Las Vegas at minus three ten. Pre-game total was seven. This game in the bottom of that fourth inning. The Mets are prohibitive favorites right now. If you believe in the Diamondbacks to come back against Jacob Degrom and the Mets bullpen, they are eight to one on the money line right now to do that. Dan Vogelbach with a home run for the Brewers just as we were coming back here as they grab the lead in Miami. It is the top of the fourth inning, and the Brewers have a one nothing lead behind Brett Anderson going against Sandy Alcantara as the Brewers are now minus 165 favorites after closing as plus 126 dogs. Pre-game total of seven is down to five and a half on the live line. Yankees and the Nationals are going to the fourth inning. Yankees get their first run of the game on an Aaron Hicks RBI single. 
That's backing Domingo Herman. Yankees went off at minus 152. They're up to minus 275, plus 210 coming back on the Nats. Pre-game total of nine is down to six and a half. Boston and Baltimore got off to a hot start with the bats and have cooled down since then. We're in the bottom of the fourth, one all between the Orioles and the Red Sox. Pre-game total of nine down to seven and a half. Red Sox closed at minus 132 here in Las Vegas. They are down to minus 120 as Freddie Galvis is on for the Orioles in the bottom of the fourth inning. James, another set of NBA games for us to talk about as we make our way through a loaded Sunday on the race to the playoffs. Just about a week plus left in the regular season here for the NBA. And we try to solidify who's staying out of that play-in tournament. Who's going to get into that play-in tournament at all. And one team that has definitely strengthened its position of late is the Dallas Mavericks. Even without Chris Stapp's Porzingis, the Mavericks have been surging up into that top five in the Western Conference. They're visiting the moribund Cleveland Cavaliers here this evening. Uh, Porzingis is still out. Darius Garland out on the Cavaliers' side. Maxi Kleber for Dallas and Kevin Love for the Cavaliers questionable. Uh, this has been bet down just in the last few minutes from 11 to 10 and a half in favor of the Mavericks on the road here in Cleveland. Total of 218. Looking at the looking at that number out here in Colorado, and it's very similar. It's yeah, it's pretty much eleven across the board. Actually, uh, juiced a little bit towards the Cavs, but no play for me here, Adam. I think right now, with looking at the Cavs, the the you know the last couple games lost nine straight for one, but the last two games complete no shows, lost by twenty and lost by thirty six. So sometimes those competitive pride games that I look for, where after you get worked one game, you come back and you're going to get a much better effort the next night. Not seeing that right now out of the Cavs with just a few games left to play, obviously. And it, what's left to play for? Nothing for the Cavs here. And a team that doesn't really stop or defend anybody really doesn't run much semblance of offense here. I mean, I don't, I'm not going to lay 11 on the road with a Mavericks team that, yeah, still has plenty to play for moving up within the standings in the Western Conference, playing very well after the last couple weeks too, winning nine out of the last 11 games. But here, they're just trying to get through these games and move forward. It's not about trying to cover big numbers. And I suspect you'll start to see some rest as they start to pull a bigger lead. So I'm not really sure where to go with this game, Adam. I don't have a play on this. Are you interested at all? It would only be from a prop perspective if I wanted to get involved, and it would probably be with Colin Sexton, who, of course, has been the most reliable player for the Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, former top seven pick in the draft. Looking at the points prop on Colin Sexton at 24 and a half, and, you know, I don't think that's unreasonable with the demand for Colin Sexton with the usage rate. Uh, I don't want to get involved with Luka largely because of what you just said. Luka Doncic sitting there at 28 and a half, slightly juiced to the under. Again, with the Mavericks not having as much to play for with their seating largely solidified, you can see they're not rushing Porzingis back, and I don't know uh, what the load will be for Luca, so go ahead and avoid any further involvement in that one. Whew, man, uh, we're obligated to talk about it. You're not obligated to bet it. The Minnesota Timberwolves are visiting the Orlando Magic 7 p.m. Eastern start. Man, I know the Timberwolves have improved. Um, frankly, they are one of these sneaky, late-surging teams here in the NBA this year, but man, oh man, laying seven and a half on the road for Minnesota is a tough ask. A total of 230, of course, 
Nobody is active for the Magic. I mean, they are in full, full tank mode. Terrence Ross will sit this one out, as will James Ennis. Uh, on the other side for the T-Wolves, both Jarrett Culver and Jaden McDaniels are out. What do you think about this late-season surge here for the Timberwolves, uh, James? They've moved themselves up in the top 10 in net rating over the last 10 games, and Anthony Edwards has obviously been outstanding here in the latter half of his rookie season. That's part of the key, right? He has been very playing very well the last month or so. And then Carl Anthony Towns back in the lineup consistently healthy again, right? He was out of the lineup for quite a long time, as well as I think from from the bench for the for the for the T-Wolves, I think they were able to. I'm not sure if he's playing tonight or not, but um, with D'Angelo Russell actually getting back into the starting lineup, he was out for a while. So he's he was coming off the bench. He did start the other day uh, in that loss to the Miami. Heat so starting to get some of their pieces back and with Edwards just getting getting out of that rookie shell and really playing with a ton of confidence he's a kid he's in a lot of highlight reels right it's not just about putting the ball in the basket with doing it with authority and doing it with a lot of confidence so yeah I'd, I'd look at this game here and really this is a battle of ping pong balls is really what it is for the NBA lottery coming up because just a couple games left but to your point with Orlando definitely full tank mode not only with how they've been playing and what's been out out there on the court for for that team, but also all the trades that they made back right before the trade deadline traded away their best top three scores. So a lot of transition going on with Orlando. I'm looking at this game. If anything, it might just be trying to get involved with the total and just playing the over because at this point, just a handful of games left chance for guys to, to get their touches, pad their stats, put some, put the ball in the basket and not a lot of resistance on the defensive side. That's probably the only where that I would look here. Adam is playing that total and hitting it over. You mentioned the trades. Wendell Carter Jr. came over from the Bulls, and the Vucevic trade has been downgraded from questionable to out with a left eye abrasion. So last one out of Orlando. Turn the lights off tonight because there's just about nobody uh, healthy for that team. Bulls and the Pistons. Not a lot of teams on back-to-backs, but of course the Detroit Pistons tonight are one of those sides as they host the Chicago Bulls. Bulls are nine-point favorites on the road total sitting at 218 looks like Jeremy Grant might be able to go in this one for the Pistons that obviously makes a decent amount of difference for them Hamadou Diallo will be out uh Troy Brown still out for Chicago Daniel Tice showing up on the injury report as questionable with a right hip contusion uh, any interest in getting involved here in the back end of the Eastern Conference Looking at the Bulls, I mean, still mathematically, they're they're three games back of the Pacers right now, so they still have an opportunity to climb into that tenth playoff spot. But you know, looking at the Bulls, they did have won a couple games in a row. They did get Zach Levine coming back into the lineup for them. But here, laying this big price on the road against the Detroit team that, for whatever it's worth, terrible on the road, worst record in the league on the road, but. Very competitive, at least from a, a win-loss standpoint. They're sitting at 13 and 19 as a home record. So you may see about. I think we'll see a better effort out of the home team Pistons here. I think if anything, I'd probably be leaning towards the Pistons and take that big number as a home dog. But I don't think I'm going to get involved. Yeah, I'm not laying out on the road with the Bulls, although they are at almost 500 in Eastern Conference play. Not bad for a team that's 11 games under overall, but I don't want any part of this one. 
One game that I know you definitely want to take a closer look at is the Phoenix Suns and the Los Angeles Lakers. Obviously, the Suns are still playing for that number one seed, and the Lakers are pretty well playing for their lives here. Not that they would fall out of it entirely, James, but uh, it has been a rough go here for the Lakers, dropping the game to Portland and maybe solidifying their place toward that play-in tournament. Suns are seven-and-a-half-point favorites in L.A. with a total of 216 and of course you have to take a long look at the injury report for the Lakers because it's a, a long injury report to look at LeBron James remains out Kyle Kuzma is doubtful Anthony Davis should be able to go but THT and Alex Caruso are both questionable and of course Dennis Schroeder is still out in the health and safety protocols for COVID-19 for the second time this year uh, Suns with motivation Lakers with motivation Suns with players though what do you think about this one James and much better players, much healthier players for the Suns. I'm leaning towards the Suns. I don't know if I really want to lay this number here. I might maybe either in-game or if I'm looking at a money line parlay, maybe I can uh, pare them down just for the Suns to win. Because, yeah, I think for the Suns, they're fighting for and they want that. They've made it real clear. They want that number one seed in the West in just a game and a half back of Utah. A couple challenging games coming up for Phoenix, but so does Utah. So they're going to play this all the way down to the final game I suspect coming up this next weekend I can only look at the Suns here I'm going to wait and see about the the injury report like you talked about for the Lakers now they've been banged up for quite a while that game last night or on Friday night against Portland really played they ended up Portland ended up covering that game I believe but uh, or maybe not I forget where, where it closed that but really it was a competitive game and the Lakers Anthony Davis that was his best game to date since he's come back from his injury so he's working his way back in uh, onto the court and getting his competitive juices going again. So good game out of Anthony Davis. I think for the Lakers, whoever is available, they'll give a, a spirited effort. But yeah, when we're talking about players and availability, I like where the Suns are at. I like the motive that they're doing. And as, as well as they've been playing all season long, I think Coach Monty Williams has done a really good job. Not resting guys. They're not sitting out for load management, but it's the minutes expended on the court. He's gone very deep into his bench consistently, game in and game out there so this is a really you think about it for the Suns perspective not only for this game but going forward it's a pretty fresh team considering uh, where we're at in the season all right this is not quite the same West Coast game but sometimes these games bring you opportunities to find angles to get in Uh, the Thunder are on the back-to-back after getting blown out by Golden State they head a couple of hours east to Sacramento to take on the Kings now I say they take on the Kings. It is not the Kings that you've been used to watching all year long. No De'Aaron Fox. No Tyrese Halliburton. Buddy Heald is questionable. Harrison Barnes is doubtful. So even though it's the zombie thunder, it's kind of the zombie Kings here as well. With the Kings laying nine, total of 223. Uh, James, I'm trying to look at props on this game because I thought that was going to be my way in, but I still can't even find anything that I really love on the menu thus far. How about yourself? Yeah, I think looking when we're looking at the Thunder right now, who I don't even know half these players that are on this roster that are seeing the court. It's just been since they actually were pretty competitive in the first half of the season with Gilgis Alexander when he was on the floor. And then when he got hurt back a, a couple of months ago, they've gone two and 23 cents and clearly went into full tank mode for the Thunder. So if anything, this might be another one just based on availability. I don't know if even 
if I want to even get involved with the total here. Just looking at overs as you're getting two bad teams playing out, playing out the last few games of the season. Obviously, we've talked about that. Not a lot of defense to be played. Neither of these teams play much defense to begin with. The Kings actually had got themselves back, had a big game the other night that they lost at home to the Spurs where they, were, they had actually got themselves back in potential contention for that last playoff spot. But that loss, I think, now that sets them back three games behind the Spurs. And at this case here, also with the Pelicans ahead of them, I think the season's done for the Kings. So if anything, probably no props for me if I'm going to do it, which I don't think that I will or even get involved with this game. I think I would just be looking at the total and got to find a way to play the over. Nothing for the under as far as these kind of teams and these matchups are concerned. And I see exactly where you are with the matchups. I just can't get there with the Thunder. I look at them over the last 10 games. Look, they haven't been a good offensive team for quite a while, but the gap in offensive rating from the number one team over the last 10 games, the Portland Trailblazers at 121, down to the Philadelphia 76ers at number nine is five points, 121 points per 100 possessions to 116 points per 100 possessions. The gap from the number 29 team, the Orlando Magic, down to the Oklahoma City Thunder is the same. That's how bad they are. 98.9 points per 100 possessions for the Thunder. And James, we follow this stuff on a regular basis. And you and I are both looking at that Thunder roster like, man, I got to make sure I know exactly who this guy is before I decide to get involved. I know Lou Dort. I've gotten to know Theo Maladon a little bit, but only because I don't know who else plays for the Thunder. So uh, I'll go ahead and ultimately pass on this game here at the end of the NBA card. Who's going to make the playoffs in the East? Who's going to win the playoffs in the East and the West? We're going to talk a little NBA futures on the other side when we come back on Betting Across America. Happy Mother's Day from everyone here at VSIN. Basketball, hockey, and baseball games every week. It's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back into Betting Across America here on VEASAN and VEASAN.com. Adam Candy in Las Vegas. James Salinas in Denver and news from the National Hockey League with only two games on the slate today. Still a piece of somewhat expected but interesting news as John Tortorella and the Columbus Blue Jackets have, quote, agreed to part ways. Uh, I think that the agreement largely comes from the front office side uh, to be done with John Tortorella. He uh, did not have a good season for the Columbus Blue Jackets this year. Not only did they not perform on the ice, but was getting into fairly consistent feuds with some of his top players and Pierre-Luc Dubois and Patrick Laine. Uh, it just was very, uh, very odd for what was happening there for the 
Columbus Blue Jackets and John Tortorella has been let go. James, we said we were going to talk a little NBA on the other side, and let's get to the Eastern Conference odds. I find these fascinating because I really don't have a good handle right now on who I think is going to win the Eastern Conference. I do feel confident that it is a three-horse race, but I think any of these three horses you can make a reasonable case for. The Nets right now are even money. Sixers, three to one. Bucks, three and a half. The Miami Heat get a little longer at 12. Uh, the Celtics are getting blown off the floor today, and I wouldn't put any money near them at 20 to one. So let's talk about the New Jersey, not the New Jersey Nets. Hello, I'm old and I grew up in the tri-state area. The Brooklyn Nets and the Philadelphia 76ers and the Milwaukee Bucks. How do you handicap those three teams and their ability to get out of the Eastern Conference? Thinking about the Nets, number one, when are they actually going to have all of their players available and healthy on the floor? Namely, right now, James Harden, when is he actually going to see the floor? And then how long is it going to take him once he does get back on the court? to get his competitive legs back under him, right? So he's been out for quite a while. Kind of saw that with KD, too. Now KD's back. Looks like full strength. He's been playing very well. And and Kyrie's been healthy. It's just a matter of when he's going to play. And, and come playoff time, yeah, there won't be any days for rest come playoff time. But just don't think with Brooklyn it's going to be that easy, even though three supremely talented skilled players especially with the ball in their hands but I just think it's going to be a, a difficult transition once they finally get out there because now you're playing for keeps now it's the playoffs here and yeah maybe depending on where they sit you know if, if they're they're not going to get that one seed and fighting right now with the Bucks just a half a game ahead of Milwaukee uh, for that three for that number two seed in the east and that we'll we'll see where that ends up laying and actually I had given up on them last night I had Brooklyn to beat the the Nuggets I had given up on that at halftime so I was happy to see how that turned around but I just don't think a, a Brooklyn team that's just it, it, having no consistency with, with their big three in that lineup, seeing them together, I'm just not really sure right now, Adam, when they do get back on the court, what exactly that's going to look like. So the Nets, you can play odds on where they finish overall. Do they win the championship, lose in the finals? Like, how far do they get? We have those up at VEASAN.com right now. Plus 240 to win the title, plus 375 to lose in the finals, plus 450 to lose in the conference finals plus 325 to lose in the conference semis, plus uh, 300, three to one to lose in the first round. Uh, would you speculate on any of those? Really, it comes down to what does the matchup look like, right? Where are they going to be seated? Who are they going to be facing? I think when we were talking about this, I don't like them to get out of the East. I, I just think it's going to be, depending on obviously where they're seated, I, they're just not a team right now. I think it's just going to be too difficult to does all of a sudden turn a switch on and say, well, we've got team chemistry back on the court with all three of us back out on the floor. Finally, whenever Harden actually gets is available to get back out there and compete, because I think the thing to remember, too, is it's a seven game series and teams have the ability to adjust and coaching is going to matter. We saw that with the Miami heat. I was looking at that number that you talked about with the heat sitting there at 12 to one right now. We have absolutely blowing blowing out the Celtics here up 26 at, at the half, but they win this game and, and the Knicks lose tonight. Uh, they could be tied for fourth place in that Eastern conference. So don't sleep on the heat just yet. I really like Spolstra. This team's getting healthy, starting to come together and remember all that momentum and learning experience that they had especially those young players playing the way that they did in the playoff bubble last year not afraid to take a shot with the heat at 12 to 1 the western conference when we come back here on vsons betting across america on the sports betting network 
you missed any of our show today or any of the VEASAN broadcasts, be sure to check out our free VEASAN podcast. You can catch up on Follow the Money with Mitch and Polly, a numbers game, or the Lombardi line on the daily VEASAN Best Bets podcast. Also, check in with Gil Alexander's Beating the Book pod, Josh Applebaum's Market Insights, and get PGA Tour betting previews on long shots. Don't forget the Ron Flatter Racing Pod or the NBA Scoop with JVT on Hardwood Handicappers. Whatever you're betting on, we've got a pod for it. Find them all at for free at vsin.com slash podcasts. That's vsin.com slash podcasts. Betting across America with Adam Candy, James Salinas from Las Vegas and Denver. Let's get you a quick update on the golf leaderboard from the Wells Fargo Championship where Keith Mitchell has held on to his third round lead through four holes. He is to 10 under now. Roy McIlroy has kept pace at two shots off the lead. He is now eight under. Gary Woodland even par through four at seven under. And you will find Mitchell and McIlroy both at plus 150 to win the tournament right now. If you think Gary Woodland can close that gap, he has moved out from five to one pre-round to six to one here at the moment. We were talking some NBA futures prior to the break. Eastern Conference was the topic before. Now the Western Conference, and I think there's a lot more to get into here, James, because you've got to figure out some injury situations. You have to figure out some teams that haven't been here before that you're not sure how much to believe in them. Let's get into it with the West. The Lakers and the Clippers are basically carrying the same number right now. Plus 230 on the Lakers, plus 240 on the Clippers. Of course, neither of those two teams are among the top two teams by record. That's the Utah Jazz and the Phoenix Suns. The Jazz are 3-1. to one, The Suns are 6-1. to one. You've got the Nuggets, of course, with a potential MVP in Nikola Jokic. But, of course, no Jamal Murray at 12-1. to one. And then it gets longer. Mavs at 20-1. to one. Blazers, mildly interesting with the offensive firepower they have at 35 to one, but let's start with those top four teams, James Lakers, Clippers, jazz Suns. right now with what we know about the Lakers injuries. How would you handicap this race? I don't like the Lakers chances, obviously, there's, I, I, even when LeBron does come back, how soon is he going to be able to come back and how effective is he going to be? And how is, how sustainable is that ankle going to be? That ankle is not going to be a hundred percent until the season is over until the playoffs are over and couple that with the fact that the Lakers right now are sitting, they're sitting in that seventh spot. They're a game and a half behind Portland with just a handful of games to play. And I don't suspect we'll see LeBron play, you know, with this, they're only a week left before they have to do this play-in game. And what if the Lakers end up playing the Warriors in that play-in round? That is not a team where you're talking about Steph Curry. We saw what he did last night in very limited minutes. He's somebody that can definitely carry you not only for a series, but just for a couple games in a play-in opportunity. That's a really bad spot for the Lakers. And even if they do get through that and they're into the playoffs now, I just don't trust them to be able to stay healthy. We've seen Anthony Davis, his back, he's hes getting better. hes He looked much better on Friday night, but the night before his back locked up on him and he had to come out of the game. He only played the first quarter. So I don't trust Anthony Davis to stay healthy through the duration of the playoffs because the other part too that we've got to remember that was not an, a factor last year in the playoff bubble was travel. These teams are going to have to travel. You're going to have that hectic s- series where you're traveling to and from, to and from. It's not going to be just all down there on the Disney confines like it was last year so I think that's going to have an impact too so I think that's where I first start here I don't like the Lakers chances to 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 go any to go very deep within these playoffs because I just don't trust them Adam 
to stay healthy for the duration of the playoffs. No, and you mentioned that potential matchup with the Warriors in the play-in situation, and that is a deadly bad matchup for the Lakers if they don't get LeBron James healthy because you think about having to guard Steph Curry with who they have currently available, and then you can stick Draymond Green on Anthony Davis long enough to annoy him. He might not stop him, but he's sure going to be a problem for him defensively, that would be a trouble for Los Angeles Lakers. I, I can't avoid looking down to the number on the Phoenix Suns at 6-1 to one, just because of the fact that once you get this team into the playoffs, they check a lot of boxes. Uh, you get Chris Paul at point. You get Devin Booker as an elite scorer. You have an inside presence to protect the rim with DeAndre Ayton, and they are a fairly deep roster as well. I like having playoff-tested guys like Jay Crowder uh, in the mix, like in terms of value, you look at the board here. The Lakers you can't trust because of injuries. You don't know what you're going to get with Donovan Mitchell going into the playoffs for the Jazz. He, of course, has been out for a few weeks now. And the Clippers, who are the Clippers? I, I can't figure out this team. I mean, they, they can look like world beaters. They can look like the best team in the West. And then they can look like a team that doesn't belong among the elite. So I don't know what to do with them. If I had to bet something on the board right now, I would probably be looking at the Suns. Uh, let's talk more about this Lakers team. Here, James, uh, I should say the Clippers team here because their odds to win the NBA title sit five to one, five and a half to lose in the finals, four to one lose in the conference finals, plus 225 to lose in the semis, two to one to lose in the first round. Uh, it's amazing to me that a team that, you know, we have sitting here at plus 240 to win the conference is also the shortest number here is to lose in the first round. Really interesting, right? And I think about I'm right there with you with the Clippers. I don't know what to make of this. It's been a struggle with them with a lot of them of the injuries and the and the sitouts. Whether it's for Kawhi just getting rest and now getting his getting himself back from this foot injury, we've seen injuries with this team before in the playoffs. And this is another team kind of similar to the Lakers. Now they're not nearly they're getting much healthier now than what they were earlier in the season. Definitely not comparable to where the Lakers are right now with that roster and how beat up they are. But this is this is another team that the Clippers with the the bulk with, and you're talking about the the grind of what the NBA playoffs are going to be, all the travel that's going to be involved. I just don't know if I trust this team to be able to stay healthy through the duration of the of the playoffs to get through the West. I don't think they get through the West either. I don't know really where I stand with this team, other than I don't like their chances. I don't see them in the NBA Finals, Adam. No, I. that's not a bet I would make right now. And I think the other thing you need to understand when betting the Western Conference goes back to the Lakers here for a moment, you might be sitting there and saying, how are the Lakers, a team that might end up in the play-in, still the favorites to win the Western Conference at plus 230? Well, yes, obviously it's LeBron and AD, but understand just how much liability most books are holding on the Lakers at this point. You're just not going to get a great price on them. Uh, they, they have been bet so often, especially here in Las Vegas, that it's almost impossible for the bookmakers to move them out at any point because no matter how injured they are, you know the talent that's available, and you also have to look at what is already in the bag for the guys who are setting the odds on the Lakers, and it's just not going to get a lot better than where it is there for uh, Los Angeles, if you are someone who believes that LeBron coming back will make that difference for them. On the other side, we'll update you on what's going on in Major League Baseball, as well as that one NBA game between Miami and the Boston Celtics as we wrap up betting across America on your Mother's Day from here in Las Vegas, as well as in Denver, Colorado. This is VSIN. We are the Sports Betting Network.
Baseball players might not get style points for home runs, but baseball bettors do. New BetMGM customers can turn $1 into $100 when someone goes yard during the game. Sign up for the BetMGM app using code VSIN100. If you place a $1 money line wager or the Phillies or Braves, you'll get $100 if either team hits a home run. It's a new customer offer, paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia only. Excludes Michigan-dissociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. And 1-800-9-WITH-IT-IN Indiana. In Tennessee, call or text the red line 800-889-9789. This promotional offer is not available in Nevada. The final segment on your Mother's Day edition of betting across America from Las Vegas and Denver. James Salinas joins from Colorado. I am in Las Vegas at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Updates from across Major League Baseball to start off our final piece here. The Boston Red Sox. Man, I liked that idea of a first five. I was just a little bit too early as the Red Sox have now broken this thing uh, open here in the sixth. They have gone back in front three to two. Rafael Devers with a two-run double to back up the home run he hit earlier in the game. And still a second and third threat for the Red Sox in the top of the sixth inning against the Orioles. They went off as minus 132 favorites pregame total of nine. Wasn't looking good there for you overbetters, but certainly starting to trend back in the right direction if you bet the over in that one. New York Yankees, Washington Nationals in the sixth inning. Juan Soto at the plate against Domingo Herman. It is one nothing for the New York Yankees, who were minus 152 favorites behind Herman with uh, Joe Ross opposing him. As we speak, Nolan Arenado with the home run against Herman Marquez for the Colorado Rockies. And in the bottom of the second inning, St. Louis takes a one to nothing lead over Colorado. Milwaukee on a Dan Vogelbach solo home run has a one nothing lead in the sixth inning down in Miami. Diamondbacks a clawed one out against Jacob DeGrom. Mets with a 2-1 to lead in the sixth inning. Diamondbacks still at the plate. Diamondbacks, remember, were as big as 8-1 to to come back with that run on the board. They're plus 290 to come back against the New York Mets now. James, I have good news for you about the Chicago White Sox. Uh, the Royals have lost five in a row, and they are on their way to losing six in a row as the White Sox have a 3-1 to lead in the second inning against Mike Miner. They are still at the plate in the second. White Sox closed minus 136 on the road. They are minus 350. Royals plus 240 to come back. No score in the second inning between Toronto and the Houston Astros. That game being played down in Texas. It is runners on first and second at the moment for the Astros against Nate Pearson. Pirates and the Cubs, woof. How about the Cubs giving up four in the first inning to the Pittsburgh Pirates? Plus 146 dogs. Pirates lead 4 nothing as we head to the bottom of the first inning. And the Rangers and the Mariners just underway. It is the Rangers. And let's see here. Minus 165 favorites in the first inning after closing a pretty similar number. A few more baseball games coming up on the late card here, James. Let's get through them here uh, before we get too far ahead. 105 start here on the West Coast between the Padres and the San Francisco Giants. 
Uh, very nice call yesterday. I didn't bet it myself, but I liked where you were going, getting the Giants as dogs behind Kevin Gosman, who came out and pitched a gem. Uh, six strong innings for San Francisco as they got the victory yesterday. They are dogs once again to the San Diego Padres here today. Padres are minus 120. The Giants short home dogs at plus 110 with a pregame total of eight. Believe it or not, the Giants have 20 victories already on the young season, and they will welcome back Johnny Cueto from the injured list here today. He had been very good before going out for a couple of weeks. Typically, Adam, I'll stay away from games like this when we're talking about pitchers and Cueto. He hasn't pitched since April 14th. So how long is that layoff? We know pitchers are, are it's all about routine, right? Creatures of habit and the fact that they he's been off for so long, uh, almost three plus three plus weeks here. Just have concerns. What does that look like for him? Where is his arm right now and how many innings are they going to get out of him? I suspect they're not going to really try to stretch him out too much today. San Francisco's really been digging into that bullpen and that's the biggest that's to me that's really the biggest reason starting pitching as well as the bullpen why the Giants have played so well early in the season here I think it looks like they've uh, earlier today I didn't see a starter announced for the Padres looks like now I see Chris Paddock up on the hill I don't think this is a play that I'm going to make especially with Cueto coming back I think I'll just lay away Yankees add a run on a Glaber Torres home run. Why is that significant? Because here on May 9th, that is the first home run of the season for Glaber Torres as the Yankees take a 2-0 lead now over the Washington Nationals as they've gotten six shutout innings from Domingo Herman. Coming up tonight, uh, we teased it before uh, talking about the promo for BetMGM, Phillies and the Atlanta Braves. And you've got a pretty nice little pitching matchup here between Aaron Nola, who has been a Cy Young favorite here in the young season, going against a sort of under-the-radar guy in Waskar Inoa. 38 strikeouts in 34 innings for Inoa, who also hit a grand slam uh, last time out. Phillies on the road, minus 111. Braves pretty much even money with a total of 7.5 for your Sunday night baseball game here. James, uh, have you paid much attention to what Inoa has done? Would you be willing to take a shot on the eh, home dog, but not really much of a dog? I was going to do that would only be for the first five, especially what we saw out of those the bullpens last night. That was a game three to one, two outs to go in the ninth. Couldn't hold it. Could the Phillies blew the lead in the ninth? Couldn't close. Same thing in the 11th and then blew a three run lead in the 12th inning to end up losing that game to the Braves. The game soars way over the closing total. So I look at this game here. If I'm going to get involved, it's probably going to be the end game. Once they start getting into those bullpens, because uh, right now I think both those bullpens are taxed. They're kind of banged up as well. Philly's bullpen has been beat up most of the season. They are starting to get a little healthier there, but it, this is the, neither of these bullpens are, are any a, anything that I want to trust as far as playing a total, so maybe I'll get involved with the over. I, I look to see if Ronald Acuna is going to be in. He got hit with a pitch in his hand. I suspect he may not be in that lineup tonight, so I'll check the lineups too, but right now I don't think I'm going to get involved. It's going to be a good pitching matchup, at least for the first five innings. That might be the only play I would look if I'm going to play this total under. Otherwise, I'll wait to see when those bullpens come in and see what we might get a live line on. Sounds good to me, James. Uh, we talked a little NHL earlier with John Tortorella getting let go by the Columbus Blue Jackets, who are going to finish at the bottom of that central division this year. We are 
just on the verge of the playoffs here. We're going to take a look at some division odds for teams to win their respective four divisions. Now, keep in mind, teams are going to play within their division for the first two rounds of the playoffs. So whoever finishes first in the division plays the fourth team in the division, two versus three, and then there'll be a champion uh, in the next round between them. So let's start with the West, because I think this is maybe the most fascinating division in hockey, because you have two teams that could very well win the Stanley Cup, and one of them is going to get it out of this division, and one of them is not. The Colorado Avalanche are even money to win the West. The Golden Knights here in Vegas, plus 115. Minnesota, 6-1. to one. St. Louis, 7-1. to one. Uh, James, how much attention have you paid to this uh, Colorado team? When they've been on this year, they've certainly looked to me like the best team in the league. The COVID break hurt them back a few weeks ago. They were really on a run before that COVID hit into that clubhouse for for the Avs. But this is the, to me, this, we're looking at the the four divisions here in the NHL and what the playoffs are going to look like. This, the West, to me, is a complete coin flip. I mean, this is going to be, I feel like this is going to be the, any one of those four, in particular, at least the top three for sure, when we're talking about the Knights, the Avs, and the Minnesota Wild, I feel like any three any three of those teams really could could, could take this down. I think it's going to be, my concern is here, whoever finally gets out of the West, how beat up are they going to be once, the, once they're finally done with the, you know, the, let's just call it intra division type of playoffs that they're going to have to play for two series. This is going to, it's going to be a great race race there in the West. I don't know where to go with this guy. I think it's going to be super competitive, but how taxing is it going to be once whoever wins that West finally gets out of there? What are they going to have left? Because these are just going to be dog fights of series. Without question, I wouldn't bet this one yet because the matchups are going to matter immensely. The Golden Knights need the number one seed. They have it at the moment. The number one seed gives them St. Louis, a team they have only lost to once in regulation this year. The number two seed gives them Minnesota, a team they've only beaten once in regulation this year. So uh, I would want to see where this shapes up before I wager that. The other toss-up division is the East. Bruins, Penguins, Capitals, all plus 210. Islanders, plus 325. I mean, we might as well just put a shrug emoji next to this one because I'm not really sure uh, where to go with this. Do you believe any of these four teams are, are significantly better than any of the others? I'm doing the shrug right now. If you yeah. can see me live, yeah. I just, th- here's another one. That's going to be co- complete coin flip. Let's see which way it falls. And it may just land right on its side. I don't know. That's <laughs> another one. All the, the playoffs are going to be, the Stanley cup playoffs are going to be so much fun once we finally get there. And the fact that I think there's building these rivalries because they've been playing just within their division, playing each other so often. I think we're going to see when we get to the playoffs here, these teams are really going to get tested. You know how that works through Stanley cup playoffs. Anyway, when you start getting to game three, game, for these teams get sick of each other the fact that they've been playing each other so much this season that might start from the jump come game one it absolutely might uh the one that i would keep an eye on is actually over in the central the florida panthers who have been very very good this year surprisingly so they're plus 550 to get out of the central i know that means they have to beat both the hurricanes and the lightning but again in hockey it's a crapshoot one hot goaltender and you're on your way so keep an eye on the panthers in the central for james for Steph, for and for all of our moms as well. Happy Mother's Day. The Green Zone is coming up here on VEASAN next.